This is the beginning, a fresh start for a professional football team whose hopes of playing and winning a second championship at home ended in the regular season in 2022. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders of the Canadian Football League went 6-12 last year, closing their season with a loss at McMahon Stadium in Calgary on October 29th. For the Riders, there was one constant in the long off-season. Change. Change and a lot of hard work. From new coaches to new players and securing veteran quarterback Trevor Harris in free agency, this team reloaded the roster for a new season. Now there's new hope in the land of living skies. You can feel it. A belief that what was gained in that losing year are the tools to come out stronger. I am Daniela Ponticelli, the host of Air It Out, a Saskatchewan Rough Riders podcast. This season, you will hear from players, coaches, alumni, staff, and fans as the team navigates a new year in the CFL. Now, three stories about three new beginnings. I just wasn't able to, you know, be who I was, like be the athlete that I am. Micah Tights had his best season ever in 2021. That was also the last time he dressed for a CFL game. Now the linebacker opens up about his unsuspecting serious injury and his return after more than a year of recovery. Then, a new name in Rider Nation. My first week here, someone said, hey, you're Peter Godber, you're the, you're the new center we signed. And uh, it's kind of funny because you don't get that at all in BC. Canadian Peter Godber on adjusting to life in Saskatchewan after establishing his CFL career with the BC Lions. And later, deja vu for a fan favorite. I wanted to take this risk because I wanted to get into coaching and I felt like this was like the best opportunity for me, you know, coming to a place that I knew already. Former Ryder receiver Naaman Roosevelt returns to Saskatchewan as an offensive assistant. How he's bringing his energy to the coaching side and a revamped offense. Could you start by introducing yourself, you know, by your name, your position, and of course the team? Uh, Micah Tights, linebacker with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. After a rained out morning of training camp in Saskatoon for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Micah Tights arrives at our remote podcast studio. So it's, it's awesome. just us in a door. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Having a chat. Two <laughs> microphones are set up across from one another in the shared living room of a four person dorm near Griffith Stadium. It is Micah's 27th birthday. He was 25 when he last played a CFL game, the West semifinal at Mosaic Stadium, Sunday, November 28, 2021. The linebacker recorded five defensive tackles that game, the Riders going on to defeat his hometown, Calgary Stampeders, 33-30 in overtime. Tights was at his best in 2021. A shortened 14-game season due to the COVID-19 pandemic, he led the team with 64 defensive tackles in his first full season as a starter. Tights also had seven special teams tackles and three sacks, all en route to being named Saskatchewan's most outstanding Canadian. Now, having spent an entire season on his physical recovery, Tights opens up about his injury and readying for a return. 
Micah, do you see 2023 as a fresh start? Yeah, I do. I think it's a, you know, a great opportunity for me to, uh, you know, just get back to what I love doing and, um, yeah, just really be back kind of where I belong. I, I belong on the field. And you've only ever been a Saskatchewan Rough Rider. Yeah, I got drafted in uh, 2017. Coach Dickinson at the time was actually just a special teams uh, coordinator, but Coach Shives was there, uh, a couple other coaches, so the staff's kind of been similar. So, yeah, it's been a while, and it's been nice to be here. Of course, the injury last season, you went to training camp. You thought you might be able to go through with everything. When did you first notice something was wrong? I had a little something going on in the end of the year didn't think of it anything of it as thought it didn't think it was too major but then just as the off season progressed just everything kept on going i just wasn't able to you know be who i was like be the athlete that i am and it just wasn't getting better so you know we were doing a bunch of um, you know medicals and you know just trying to get uh trying to get some answers here in Regina and you know it just kind of got to a point where the season was approaching and you know we just kind of thought that uh, we'll just see see how far we can go and uh, it just didn't work out and that was that was that really for that season. And what was wrong? I just had a very severe core injury like everything just kind of out of place uh, adductors abs like I don't want to get too much into it yeah it's, it's totally uh, fine yeah, yeah. It's, but uh, yeah it was uh, there's about four or five things going on so it was pretty amazing how you know I was just able to tolerate it at at all moving trying to get ready for the 2022 season so it was a pretty crazy one like doesn't happen too often that injury was actually sustained in the final game of 2021 for you right yeah so in that my first year kind of my first year of starting and you know being a being a linebacker for the team I uh yeah the last game of the year just something kind of went for me you know, it wasn't even anything too significant at the time. It didn't feel like it would be anything major, but I finished that game just, you know, knowing that I wouldn't be able to play the next week almost. And then, um, yeah, not be. And then who knew it would turn into something so big. We're going to come back to your recovery, but let's go back to 2021. Your best season so far in the CFL. What was that like riding a high and, and getting a lot of accolades, of course, by the end of the season? Yeah, it was cool. It was definitely something I knew I was you know, I could do, I was capable of the whole time. Uh, you know, lots of guys from U sport sometimes aren't given the opportunities that I have been given, but I've, you know, worked for them or earned them. And I, you know, I, yeah, I definitely deserved the opportunity. So you go to 2022 camp, how did that go? And then what happened next? Because I understand you were able to go down to the States and get some answers. Yeah, no, I, I went there, you know, kind of going into it in the back of my mind, knowing it wasn't going to end up that great. After the first day of training camp, you know, I sat down with uh, some of the medical staff and we decided that uh, we were going to further investigate this thing. So they sent me down to Philadelphia at this place called the Vincera Institute. They do this surgery better than anyone in the in the world, really. And you know, all the famous, all the players from the NFL, MLB, you know, go there to get their core injuries dealt with. So they sent me there and uh, yeah, it was just a really good opportunity and uh, a cool thing that the team did for me. So how are you feeling today? Today I'm feeling good. You know, today I'm, uh, you know, I'm just so grateful to be able to be doing what I do. I've been, training camp's been, you know, at times a little, a little rusty trying to shake things off and doing my thing, but uh, I'm feeling so, uh, yeah, good and happy to be back. Did you have any fears when you, you know, went through this knowing how much time you were going to be missing? You know, it's always tough, like that, you know, fear is, it's kind of interesting, like I wasn't, you know, too 
fearful of not, you know, playing the game again or anything like that. I always knew that I was resilient and come back for this. But, you know, you only get so much, um, like, time in the CFL period. So, you know, missing the year due to, to COVID and then missing this year right after it, you know, that's, uh, you know, out of my like six years of being in the CFL, I've, I've missed two of them. So, uh, you know, you don't, you only have so many. Did you know that you would be ready for 2023? It was just a matter of time, this uh, recovery that I needed to do. Mm. Like, you know, there were some times in like in January when I was thinking, oh my gosh, like, am I ever going to be, be the same player I am? But, you know, just slowly as the time progressed and everything and, you know, it just, I was very, very grateful that um, I am able to, to continue to play. Who do you lean on, Micah? You know, this just recently I got married. Me and uh, my wife is, uh, you know, kind of the my my person. You know, my my girl. So I, you know, she's definitely the person that I'm, you know, always uh, calling. And you know, just uh, when times get tough, and inevitably it's football. So it's a tough it's a tough season, tough game. So yeah, she's always uh, you know nice to lean on. Wow, that's mm -hmm. awesome! Yeah. And so, when was the wedding? You said recently. Yeah, it was on uh, March fourth in Calgary. It was uh, it was a really good day. It's tough in the winter time to have a wedding because you don't know what the weather is going to be like. But indoor venues are nice because I don't know everyone can stay more or less clean in the summer. If you've been to you know if you've been to a wedding, it gets super hot and I don't know. So it's, it was nice to have an indoor wedding. Honestly, I thought. And you have to do it in the off season, right? Of course, yeah. You yeah you have to. There's uh there's no time. I've uh, had to miss a few weddings just in the summertime, just because of the football. But uh, yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank I you, mean, yeah. talk about a fresh start. What a great year for you already. Mm -hmm. Is this season then a reintroduction for you when it comes to the fans or even some of your teammates? Yeah, for sure. Especially my teammates. There's uh, lots of new guys on the team this year. It seems like. Man, from twenty, from twenty eighteen, my first year, there's only a there's only a few of us uh, uh, left still. I think, you know, Jorgen Hoos has still been on the team. Brett's on the team. Uh, Awachi, Nick Marshall. So there's you know there's only a few of us that have been kind of uh, on the team for a while. So I think yeah, just proving myself to my teammates is you know kind of my my biggest priority. I think the you know it's nice to play for such a you know a great group of fans and everything like that. I'm just trying to. Um, you know, really build back the trust with the teammates and then obviously success on the football field, um, you know, helps with the, the fans off the field. And uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And training camp is a great way to get to know all your new teammates, right? Yeah, You're rooming with a bunch of new guys to you, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I lived with I lived with Larry last year. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, he he's always he's been a he's been a roommate for <laughs> two years now. And then, yeah, Jaden Dalkey, he had a great season last year and Nelson as well. So, yeah, it's cool to be with them. And uh, yeah, just meeting everybody else on the on the team as well. You and Larry lived together last year he must have provided a good source of support as well through this. Yeah, for sure. It was kind of funny just how, you know, both uh, kind of having, you know, significant injuries to kind of end their season right uh, right off the, the start of training camp. So, yeah, it was cool to, you know, just be able to talk to him about some things, uh, things like that. And he's been playing for, for a few years longer than I have as well. So it's uh, it's nice to just have someone more veteran in, in that same exact situation as me. And also someone to prove that there's longevity in this league. Yeah, for sure. That, uh, you know, if you do the right things and you, you know, want to come back and that's still your desire, that it's it's more than achievable. 
Micah, what lessons then are you carrying forward? This year, I'm trying to really enjoy it more than anything. I think this year, just by missing it, I was definitely, you know, just not, you know, I didn't have the same enjoyment uh, that I did. So I think for the rest of my career, I'm definitely going to going to try to just enjoy playing and, uh, you know, being with the guys and just doing that. I think that's the best part. My mom would always tell me this, like, if football is so, it's so much of a roller coaster, like it's so ups and downs and, you know, just trying to be like pretty, like even, even keeled throughout the whole, whatever situation is, is super important, I think. And, you know, just moving forward, just, you know, really enjoying like the high points of it, but then knowing that the low points don't, don't last forever. They eventually like you know, come out. So I think that's one of the main things. Have you thought about or visualized the moment that you are back playing in the regular season? Yeah, I think that's going to be super cool. I haven't, uh, haven't been thinking too much ahead uh, for, for that, but yeah, no, it'll definitely, it'll definitely give me some goosebumps before again. It was, uh, it was tough. Um, you know, watching from the sideline, you don't got that same adrenaline going for, for the games as you normally do, but yeah, I can, I can definitely, now that you now that you brought it up, I can see myself out there uh, getting ready for the for the ball to snap. What do you hope to do with this fresh start in 2023? Just really hope for, you know, bodily like health this year. You know, I'm praying for that. Everybody, they got lots of people back home praying for me for that. So I'm super, you know, hopeful that uh, and, you know, I, I truly believe that it's going to be a great, healthy year for me. But I've been in the CFL, like I said, for six years and, you know, you only get so many chances to keep playing. So I really want to make a push for the Grey Cup. I think um, we have the we have the team. We you know, we have the, the people in place to do it. You know, it's always my goal. But, uh, you know, that's 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 the goal this year for sure. There was all kinds of love in the air on Valentine's Day 2023, free agency day in the CFL. Fortunately for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Peter Godber was more than happy to make it official, signing as the team's projected starting center. Originally from Toronto, Godber played football in Texas, eventually honing his skill in the Canadian game through five years with the BC Lions. The six foot four, 300 pound O-lineman is no stranger to starting somewhere new and is quickly learning there really is no place quite like Saskatchewan. Peter, you've been in the CFL with the BC Lions since 2018. Do you remember that feeling of being a true rookie? Yeah, you know, I definitely remember that feeling of being a rookie. Uh, coming um, over from the NCAA, the rules are a little bit different. And then, you know, this is the first time playing Canadian three downs since high school. So everything, there's a lot of uncertainty uh, when you're coming over as a rookie and learning the game and the protections and the 12th man as a safety, as a center. How does that affect your calls and stuff like that? So I feel a lot better now about everything. So at 28 years old, you have a fresh start in some ways with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. 42 CFL games under your belt, though. Last season being your best season so far. Take me back to that. Right, yeah. You know, unfortunately, I got an injury at the end of my rookie season. I missed the next season, and then the next season was COVID. So I had very bad luck my first three seasons in the CFL. And, you know, these last two years being the starting center, uh, with last year have, having a really good year up front uh, for myself and the BC Lions O-line, uh, you know, it was one of those things where we worked really hard for years, and it was finally nice to have that kind of translate to the field. And uh, we felt very comfortable with each other on the offensive line. And 
And I had, you know, I felt very good. How are you adjusting now to your first time playing on a different CFL team? You know, it's a little bit different, you know, just with the terminology, you know, you get used to the terminology of one coach says, and you have to, you know, relearn some things and, and uh, different techniques by O-line coaches. And then you're playing with different players. So you get so used to play next to the same two people for years. And then now you're next to two new people. So it's a little bit of an adjustment at first, but the more time we spend together and we've been spending a lot of time together, you know, I've been rooming with Phil and Evan and Logan. So we spend a lot of time together and it just, it's just going to take time, but it's, it's going good so far. You've been on so many O-lines. What is the sort of magic with that group? Because there is, there's that distinctive bond. You know, I noticed when I when I came in here, the guys that were here last year are, are very, very tight. Logan, Evan, uh, the other Logan, Logan Bandy. They're all they're all super uh, close group. Uh, they work very hard. Whatever you need from them, they'll get it done. We have some uh, American tackles with, with NFL experience, and it's a really good group so far. Who do you lean on then, Peter, when you go through a change like this? I know this is not the first time you've had to move to play football, but this is a big change. You know, luckily, like I said, the guys in the O-line room are such great guys, and uh, it's really helpful, you know, to talk to Phil and talk to Evan and Logan and and figure out, you know, where the best places to eat and and where do you stay in Regina and and just certain stuff like that. And then the terminology with coach. So all the guys have been super helpful. And, uh, you know, everyone just has the same goal. We just want to win and and we're going to have each other's backs. You actually set yourself up in Regina before coming to Saskatoon for training camp. Is that just the way that you like to do things when you when you get that fresh start? Yeah, absolutely. So playing center, I wanted to get a kind of a head start on the offense because I didn't want to come to camp day one and kind of just get all the stuff then so I came early I got to meet with coach Vitale who's a great offensive line coach and he was nice enough to meet with me before camp I got to hang out with Trevor Harris hang out with uh, the O-linemen so it was very helpful for me to come early and I I needed to do that I felt like I needed to do that uh, for my own peace of mind so I felt ready to go into camp all right let's go back to another beginning then Peter how did you find your passion for football well, that's a great question. So my uh, all my best friends in middle school were playing football, and, and you know at the time I, like every Canadian, you know you grow up, you idolize hockey players, and you want to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. I grew up in Toronto, um, and my friends started playing football, so I, I tried it out, and at first I was like, uh, you know, not you know just kind of learning it and eventually my first second third season I kind of fell in love with football through just just having close bonds with with friends, and that's kind of how I got introduced with football. When did you first realize how important the Rough Riders are to people in Saskatchewan? So my dad would take me to CFL games. I lived in Toronto. I lived right on the subway. My parents were divorced, so he'd drive down, he'd pick me up, and we'd take the subway right down to Rogers Center, right in the heart of Toronto, and we'd watch Argo game together. So, you know, we'd go to a few games, and I remember watching the Lions play and, and the Bombers play, and, uh, you know, you see the Riders play and you look around the stands and you, oh, Dad, why, why is this look like a home game for Saskatchewan? He's like, oh, son, you know, the Riders are the best team in the CFL. They have the best fan bases, you know, everything about it. So he, my dad kind of introduced me to Rider Nation. Then I was able to see a Grey Cup uh, in the mid-2000s as well with one of my friends. And uh, there you kind of realize how important Rider Nation is to the CFL. Being connected to the CFL in that way as a fan did you know that that was kind of your goal when you when you started to see, hey, I can actually do this football thing? Yeah, you know, the older you get, you know, you start thinking about, you know, going to university and getting recruited to play football. And, and uh, 
obviously the end goal was to play professional football at the time. I, I and I still take this approach. I just take it day by day and, and week by week. And I try not to look too far ahead because there's there's been a lot of very talented players I've played with that that sh- you know could be playing football still, but are just not. You know, maybe it didn't work out for a different reason. But I just try. And my mindset is, you know, just one day at a time. And and if it works out, it works out. And uh, so you know, very fortunate to to play in the CFL because I grew up watching this game and I, I fell in love with the Canadian Football League. And you did move to play football down in the States. Rice University in Texas is another one of those fresh starts for you. What have you learned from that experience that you carry forward? Rice was uh, really eye-opening for me because I was one of two Canadians on the team, the other one being Christian Covington, who still plays in the NFL, um, I, I believe now for Detroit. But you get down there and all these you know, different players from Rice have all played high school football against each other. They all kind of know each other. They've all hung out. And then you just get there and you're that one of two Canadians there, right? You don't know anyone. You don't have any connections to the area. Football really bonds people. So I wasn't worried about it when I got down there. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from. If the common goal is football and to win games, my best friends now to this day are all guys that I, I played O-line with and, and went to Rice with. And I think what it, I can bring from that experience is just when you're on a new team, um, just be open, try and get to know each other as quick as possible, and then just spend a lot of time together, and that's how you'll be successful. Has there been a moment yet, Peter, where it's really sunk in that you will be recognized here in Rider Nation, that fans will know who you are? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny in in BC. You know, no one really notices who you are. Maybe maybe two times you get a hey, do you play for the Lions? But they don't really know your name. Uh, in my first week here, someone said, Hey, you're Peter Godber. You're the, you're the new center we signed. And, uh, it's kind of funny cause you don't get that at all in BC. And I was at the mall with Trevor Harris and I was walking, you know, about 10 feet behind him. He, he's a pretty fast walker. And uh, a guy kind of comes up to me. He's, we're walking next to each other and goes, is that Trevor Harris up there? And I'm like, yeah, it is. He's like, Oh my God, do you think he might have to take a picture with him? And just, uh, it's just funny. You know, you don't get that experience anywhere else. Uh, at least I've been. Uh, other than here. So it's it's uh, it's really a testament to how great these fans are, and it's a really fun place to play. You also had some decent one-on-one time with quarterback Trevor Harris, not only the hangout at the mall, but you, uh, you started fresh with him here. You two drove, I believe, from Regina to Saskatoon for camp. What was shared in those conversations? Kind of just his story and, and what drives him and, and his family and, and my family and, and kind of what drives me. So we just kind of got to know each other on, on a deeper level than just uh, football players. And it's really cool. Trevor, you know, he's one of the first guys that called me when I signed here. And and every single few weeks in the offseason, he'd, he'd text me and call me and make sure I'm okay and just checking with me and see how training's going. So, you know, you hear great things about him as a leader and then you become a teammate of his and uh, you realize it's all true and more. Tell me about your family then. Are they excited that you're here in Rider Nation? Oh, super excited. You know, growing up, you know, my mom and dad probably wish I went to university a little bit closer. And then it's funny, you go to, I get one offer from Rice University in Houston and then they're like, okay, he's coming back to Canada playing the CFL. He'll, he's got to be closer in the CFL than he would be at Rice. And then I get drafted to the furthest team away from Toronto. (laughs) So it's funny how that works out. Um, It's close enough where my dad's making road trips uh, to come watch us play. Uh, My mom's going to fly out. My girlfriend and my, we just got a new dog, a golden doodle. Uh, They're moving uh, from Vancouver to live with me in season in Regina. So I got a lot of great support. My sister's going to come to the game. My brother is. So my family travels wherever I go. Last year we played in Toronto. I had 35 people at the game. So I got a a really great support system in Toronto. and, And they're all super excited that I'm a little bit closer to home than I was in Vancouver. 
I have to ask the weather question, Peter, because <laughs> you grew up in Toronto, then you went to Texas, then BC. Now you're in Saskatchewan. You're in for wind, all sorts of conditions. I know you've played in all sorts of conditions, but are you ready to now make this your home? It's funny when we when we play here in BC because you're, I'm yelling so much in a game as a center with the points and IDs of the defense. Whenever we played here for like a day or two after, I feel like I lose my voice. Uh, and then when I came here, the first few days, I kind of felt like that. But the longer you're here, the more you adjust to the the drier air and, and the winds. Uh, weather weather's not going to be an issue at all. Um, it's just a little bit of adjustment. Vancouver's a little bit more rainy. It's a little bit more uh, humid. But, you know, I'm starting to fall in love with the prairies. Knowing that the fans have already embraced this team and this fresh start, you can feel that there's an energy and an optimism there what do you have to say to them I, I just have to say i appreciate the fans uh that's what makes so many free agents want to come play in regina it's because of the fans because of the stadium it's because of what y'all do so we're so excited to play for y'all and, and have a great season for y'all fans the president is back. Naaman Roosevelt became a big-time fan favorite in Saskatchewan as a receiver from 2015 to 2019. He recorded 301 receptions for 4,134 yards and 20 touchdowns in 67 regular season CFL games. Now, after a global pandemic and a wild introduction to coaching in Buffalo, Naaman returns to Ryderville as an offensive assistant, bringing his own energy and musical tastes to his former football team. Let's travel back in time, okay? The first time you came to Saskatchewan. No idea what the future was going to hold. What do you remember most about how you felt at that time? Just a lot of nerves, a lot of excitement, just to play football again. Especially, um, I played a couple years in the NFL. You just, you know, you thought it was done after that. I thought it was done playing football. And then when I got a call from Saskatchewan to come up for minicamp, you know, you didn't know what to expect. You didn't know, you know, how the game was. You didn't know. You heard about it because I had guys like Drew Willie was my, my uh, quarterback back in, you know, college. So he, he played up here in Saskatchewan for a couple of years and kind of told me about it. But you just don't know until you get up here. And I tell a lot of guys, like, it's, it's a lot of talent up here when you get up here. So... My first experience, I'm like, wow, it's, it's talent. It's good talent up here. So, I mean, I had to work my butt off, and, and, and I enjoyed it, like, the first moment. I'm, as a receiver, you get to waggle. You get the motion before, the you know, the, the uh, ball is even snapped. So, you know, getting that down and learning that, I think, you know, that was excitement for me, for sure. Now as a coach coming back to Ryder Camp, did it feel a bit like deja vu coming back here? <laughs> it definitely did, for sure. Like, uh, getting off the plane again, I still had those nerves. Like, wow, okay. Uh, just taking another – I feel like – I wanted to take this risk because I wanted to get into coaching and I felt like this was like the best opportunity for me, you know, coming to a place that I knew already, uh, being with a, you know, a great staff, being with a great organization. I think this was best for me for sure. Well, let's catch everyone up. What has life been like for you then from those playing days to now taking on this role? Well, pandemic happened, which was yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah that, that kinda, happened. Yeah. yeah, that kind of changed everybody's life around. So uh, with me, I was still coaching, still training back mm -hmm. home, still doing a bunch of stuff. I uh, was a personal trainer. Uh, back home was making music was doing receiver training on the side so I was just staying busy you know during the pandemic and uh, trying to find other ways to be around the game you know a couple of years I was coaching I actually coached last year at a small d3 uh, school in Buffalo which is probably the craziest experience I've ever been you know ever had because it was a, it was the first year they uh, you know started a football team so wow it was just yeah every week we trying to find a quarterback and we trying to you know <laughs> just get you know just get players to understand the game we had a bunch of freshmen that never played college football before so that's probably one of the, you know, the craziest experience I ever had of coaching was just like 
they didn't they didn't know nothing about college football. Like mm-hmm. you on your own now. You gotta go to class. You gotta come to practice on time. You gotta do everything on your own. You know your you know parents not around. So I feel like that was a a journey where I was it was it was fun, but it was uh, definitely crazy. It's a little easier, you know, coaching professionals for sure. <laughs> we are not gonna skim by it. Making music. Tell me about yeah. that. Well, I always loved making music. I was making music uh, since I was about 12, 13, when my parents got like a Windows 95, like old desktop mm-hmm. computer. I've been doing it for that long. And uh, I was doing it in high school a little bit, but I kind of slowed down when I got to college because football was just kind of, football and school was kind of taking over my life. And when the pandemic happened, I was like, man, I need, I just, you know, need something to do. Uh, and I, it's like my therapy for sure. Like, so I just wanted to, you know, get in the, back in the studio, start making music and once I got back in it, I was just loving it. Every, and uh, ended up making about you know three albums, and I still got like a thousand songs that I haven't even put out yet that I just got on my you know my computer where it was just like every day I was making a song. Okay, we need some space in the schedule for you to continue <laughs> making your music. Can you describe the music you make? Well, hip hop a little. I'll be trying to sing here and there a little R and B, but mostly just you know rap and hip hop. I'm real settled with the beats. I'm, like I like smooth, soft beats mm. with like a sample behind it. So that's my that's my style. The importance of having that creative balance mm-hmm. when you do something so physical, right? Yeah, and it, yeah. it really consumes your life yeah. for the entire season and then into the off season too. But yeah, how important sure. was that connection for you? Um, I think it was big. I mean, like you said, I mean, you, you're working out off, off season. Um, you know, during the season, I feel like you can't, you know, you got to be tough. You can't express yourself. You can't, you know, you can't tell somebody that you hurt. You can't tell somebody that you don't feel good because you got to come out and perform every day for practice, every day for games. So I think for me, it gave me time to like sit back and like really like get my thoughts together. You know, things that I've been thinking about for years that I haven't said, you know, and I haven't talked to anybody about. I just feel like, you know, say it on the beat pretty much. Just, you know, find some beats that I love and just, you know, talk how I feel. Does this return for you then, coach? Does it feel like a fresh start or is it really a continuation of your rider history for me i feel like it's a fresh start coaching is a whole new world i feel like i've been loving every moment of it. just being around football i feel like i just i mean i've been playing since i was six years old so i never even thought about being a coach until like probably my last couple of years of, of playing when i started to be that older guy and you know i had to help out the younger guys i think that's really what i kind of felt like okay i can really you know coach and you know give people you know the game that i that i learned so much and i was taught so much that i can give it back to the younger guys so i think that was probably where i was like okay like you know, let's make a move now. Let's, uh, I'm 35, I have no kids right now. So I think it was just time to be like, to get started. Transitioning onto the coaching side means connecting with the game in a very different way. What do you enjoy about that aspect of this journey? I feel like just giving back. You know, I feel like I've always been like a helpful person to uh, wanting to help people no matter what, you know, it was. And I feel like, you know, uh, I learned so much, like with, you know, my knowledge of the game, I feel like I just give back. So, I mean, every day you just, you see something that you can help with and uh it kind of makes you feel good that you you know you're able to, to help somebody that that's uh looking at, i feel like when you also you got people that's wanting to get better that's wanting to work that's wanting to to listen i feel like it's it's, it's on you to you know help them in any way possible so i feel like that's the thing now is just you know being help and giving a game you know the game gave so much to me especially being up here i feel like i learned a lot you know being away from home and learning you know new things about you know stuff i can deal with and you know how i could you know live on my own and you know do stuff on my own so just giving that certain back of not just on the field, but off the field knowledge for sure. 
How would you describe your coaching style? Definitely a player's coach. You know, I, yeah. I had, first couple of days I was out there with cleats running around and doing drills with them. I had to take my cleats off. My feet was hurting a little bit, so I had to slow down with that. Just, you know, bringing that energy. I think Coach Dickey, that's the one thing we talked about when he, you know, told me to come back. It's just, you know, bring the energy, you know, you know, have, you know, have fun with this and, you know, have to make sure they enjoying it, the players enjoying it. So keep motivating them to, you know, come out here every day and get better. And let's be honest, the fact that you are 35, yeah you're kind of in that middle range, right? Mm -hmm. You've got the coaches who are older, some players super young, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you get to kind of be in that middle part. Do you feel like that's an important dynamic to have? Oh, I definitely agree. I've, I don't know. I still listen to the music they listen to. Yeah, there <laughs> still, you go. You know, still going <laughs> you're still the, kind of yeah, connected. Yeah, yeah, still kind of connected. You know, still going through the same things they're going through. You know, I, I feel like also, you know, for a lot of them, just being away from home, you know, as coaches, we're still away from home too. So just having that aspect of, okay, I've been through that for, you know, this past, you know, for six, seven years. Now I can, you know, tell you what to do, what not to do, how to, you know, how to send money back home this way, how to do this with family. So I think things like that where it's like, okay, I'm still around that same age of, you know, kind of going through the same things. But, you know, also going through those same things that, you know, I've been through in my career. So it kind of helps out. What is the dynamic like right now in the coach's room? Pretty fun, actually. You know, uh, I feel like the staff is great. You know, every time we got time off, we all we all go together, get some food mm. and I'll hang out and talk football. I feel like you don't see the coach's side when you're playing. But now that I see it, it's, uh, we talk about the players all 24-7. That's all we talk about <laughs> is, you know, what we need to do this, how to, you know, how to how they feel, what's going on with them. So I feel like it's more of, no, these like these are like your little brothers. Like you love these, you know, you love every every one of them. Like you want to see them do good. You want to see them do better. So that aspect of coaching, I feel like I've been learning of like, you know, we, we really want to, really passionate about this and we really want to see them do great things. When you were a player, were you aware how much the coaches talk about players? No, not at all. No, <laughs> you didn't no, cross your mind? Yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We talked about Fresh Beginnings. You played at Old Taylor Field. First impressions of that facility when you walked in. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I saw this. I, I'm like, hold on, is this the stadium for real? Like, this is really the stadium. Like, it, it, it's, it was terrible looking. Like, the, I mean, I feel like it rained and it used to leak in the locker room. It was just, yeah, it was all bad. Until you played in it. Like, game day was probably, like, the most exciting day of being in that stadium. Like, it was the fans right on top of you. Like, they feel like the ground is shaking when you're in there. So, but, yeah, when I first saw it, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> this can't be a <laughs> professional field. <laughs> so, what, if anything, do you miss about your playing days? It's funny. Just the excitement. I feel like when I first got to Regina, I kind of just walked around the stadium and just, right, you know, remember certain things. I think that was kind of the first thing. I'm like, wow, like still picture fans and seeing things and, and, and just remembering things that uh, that happened in that stadium. I think, yeah, I just feel like it's, it's those certain things that you just can't forget. And, you know, still, I still feel like I can go out there, and, you know, get a couple of first downs, but it's not in me no more. But just those certain things and memories for sure that just always stick with me. Are you anticipating more or less media scrutiny now as a coach compared to when you were a player? Maybe a little more, maybe. I don't know, though. Cause I feel like as a player, you get it. You get it. Like <laughs> I have remember some players after the game, they like search the name on Google and just show or, or Twitter just to you know see what people are talking about. So I mean, I don't know. Like maybe as a head coach, you might get a lot of more scrutiny. But <laughs> you know, as, as like the position coaches, I feel like it ain't. It's not too much. You're you just know? gonna fly I'm, under yeah, the yeah, radar. Yeah, yeah, I'm just under the radar. Just gonna enjoy <laughs> <sure>. that. <laughs> I appreciate that. So as a coach, you are obviously aware of that lasting impression mm -hmm. you can have on a player. You've had it. Uh, from the coaches in your in your history, how do you keep this work in perspective? For me, I, I get up and uh, I'm thankful. You know, thankful to be in this position. I'm thankful to be coaching, you know, uh, professional football. I mean, 
it's only nine teams in the CFL, and I'm one of the, you know, one of the coaches coaching. So I think, you know, for that, I try to tell the guys that, I mean, it's a blessing that you, you know, you get to get up and play football and do what you love to do and um, get to have fun with your teammates. And, you know, for me, I get to get up and, you know, teach football and be around football and um, be around guys that I like being around. And that's the perspective I have every day of like, okay, this is, you know, this is fun. You know, this is not, you know, this is it's not really work to me. This is, you know, this is fun. This is excitement, you know, this so. They're having that feeling for sure every day. Naaman, what do you hope Saskatchewan Rough Riders fans will keep in mind at the start of this new season, knowing players, coaches like yourself, mm -hmm. many of them starting fresh this year? I think just being patient. I mean, it's a long season. We're excited to, you know, uh, get started. We got a great new offense uh, Coach Kelly put in. I feel like uh, the fans would be excited to see the new offense for sure. Uh, the defense is already, I mean, we got – we're playing against them every day, going against them every day. You see the D-line is serious, like, yeah, they run into the ball. We got, you know, a bunch of fast guys out there. So I say just being patient and understanding it's a long season. I feel like uh, once we get clicking, we're going to get clicking, and it's, it's going to be special this year. So we all excited. The real work has already started in the CFL's regular season. We will be back in two weeks with our next episode, exploring how the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are strengthening ties to the community and the people who are making a difference. Thank you to our guests, Micah Tights, Peter Godber, and Naaman Roosevelt. Air It Out is hosted, written, and edited by me, Daniela Ponticelli, with technical and editorial support from Blake Tideman and Ariel Zur. Our podcast graphics are designed by Angela Bailey. Air It Out is a Saskatchewan Rough Riders podcast.